now. ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. It is 6 o'clock and we are live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. A Monday edition of the big show here on ESPN 580. FM 96.5 HD2, the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio app. How are you listening? Thanks for hanging out with us. You can also tune in on your smart speakers. Just say, Alexa, play ESPN 580 Orlando. Not much time to work with today. Coming up 6.30, the NLCS Game 3, Nationals, Cardinals. The Nats lead that series two games to none as it switches back to D.C. So our coverage begins on that in 28 minutes. Uh, On Sunday, four NFL quarterbacks. Coming up in 15 minutes here. Four NFL quarterbacks lost their starting jobs. One of them didn't play. The other one's obvious. We've been talking about him all day. Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston and three other quarterbacks lost their starting gigs. I'll tell you who the other three are coming up in 15 minutes. You want to get in touch with the show, you can. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text on the Grill Seafood text line, 21232. That is 21232. But, of course, we start every single show with our top trending stories around Orlando we call it the Yingling Six Pack. The Yingling Six Pack. Because we know you like your Yingling cold. And your topic's hot. It's the Yingling Six Pack. The six most talked about stories today. On live, local, and loud. One. Hey, it's Tony Marino. The number one trending story is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers falling in London to the Carolina Panthers 37-26. Jameis Winston passed for 400 yards and a touchdown, but had six turnovers. The Bucs are now 2-4 and four and have a bye week before playing at the Titans on October 27th. And the Bucs are going to have to use that bye week to figure out what they're going to do to try to fix the Jameis Winston situation. The problem is, and Bruce Arians talked about it today, is I, I, don't, I don't know if there is a fix to Jameis Winston. It seems to me that this just is who Jameis Winston is. I think going forward, we can't complain about Jameis Winston anymore. We have to complain about the decision makers with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because this is an exercise in insanity. couple of numbers for you here, all right? Jameis Winston throws five interceptions, has the fumble, so six turnovers. Jameis now, 62 professional games, 68 interceptions. He's thrown multiple picks in 17 of his 60 career starts and has nearly as many multi-interception games as zero interception games, which he only has 25. 17 multi-pick games, 25 zero interception games. The guy's a walking turnover. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to realize that there is a ceiling on their success, and it's not much success. He's only won 23 games in his career. He's only 25 years old, I get it, but he only has he's, he has 23 wins in his career. Jameis Winston puts a ceiling on this Buccaneers team, and after the last four games, you thought they had turned it around. That the quarterback whisperer, Bruce Arians, had finally turned things around. Winston, 10 touchdown passes, just two interceptions. The Bucs were 2-2 two and two in those four games. And I have to think the whisperer, Bruce Arians, leaned into Jameis Winston on the sideline yesterday and whispered, You suck, man. Because that conversation between Bruce Arians and the GM, Jason Light, had to have been had somewhere over the ocean on the way back to Tampa. That this is not going to work. They need to move on, find another option to quarterback. And Jameis is one of those four guys, and I'll get to that coming up in 10 minutes here, that lost their job on Sunday. I don't know how you fix this. You can blame it on the offensive line. You can come up with all the excuses you want to come up with. But at the end of the day, we have four-plus years. We have 62 professional games worth of evidence. And the evidence is the guy just doesn't know how to not turn the ball over. Two. The Florida Gators suffered their first loss of the season on Saturday night in Death Valley. 42-28 to LSU. 
but they didn't fall too much in the AP poll. The Gators remained in the top 10, moving down two spots to number 9 in both the AP Top 25 and Coaches poll. UF was jumped by one loss Notre Dame again in the polls, but still sits one spot ahead of Georgia, which lost to unranked South Carolina on Saturday, and two ahead of Auburn. The Gators play the Gamecocks on Saturday. That Florida-LSU game on Saturday night was everything college football is about. A crazy atmosphere, a big-time top-10 game in the SEC, the pageantry of it. I loved that game. And though the final score, 42-28, a two-touchdown game, it was really like it was like a 7-8 point game. Uh, Florida, a turnover in the red zone, and Dan Mullen talked about that after the game, that when you do have a turnover in the red zone, it ends up catching up to you. I felt good until the fourth down play. And we didn't score. So. <laughs> I mean, but just the way the game was going. Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought we were executing and moving the ball, moving the ball offensively. Uh, I thought we were, we were. We did a pretty good job executing all night. And, uh, but the margin for error at big games is really small, and you can't you can't come away with two empty red zone possessions in the fourth quarter offensively. You just can't do that. Dan Mullen, uh, the head coach of the Florida Gators, he's got that team playing really well right now. It's a loss. I don't want to call it a quality loss because I don't like that in college football. But Kyle Trask played well, 23 of 39, 310 yards, three touchdowns, the interception. The Gators still control their own destiny, if you want to throw that cliche out there, because they play Georgia in a few weeks. They have South Carolina this week, who just upset Georgia. But the real difference in that game was Joe Burrow, who is outstanding. 21 of 24, 293 yards, three touchdowns. Burrow is the thing that LSU has been looking for the last 15 years. A quarterback that adds an element of a vertical passing game to an offense that has been three yards in a cloud of dust. Can Darius Geis get us that five yards? Can Leonard Fournette get us a big run? And hopefully the defense gets a stop. And I'll tell you this, LSU jumped up to number two in the AP poll. LSU should be the number one team in the country. LSU has the two best wins of any team in college football this season. A top 10 win over Texas on the road in Austin. And of course, that win at home against a top 10 Florida team. Take the names out of the equation. Just go with the old NCAA tournament blind resume. LSU should be the number one team in the country. Three. What's up? It's Kevin Rafuse. The number three trending story, Minshew Mania didn't have a prayer against New Orleans. Rookie quarterback Gardner Minshew was harassed, hurried, and humbled in a 13-6 loss to the Saints on Sunday, his worst performance of the season. The Saints held Minshew without a touchdown pass for the first time in six games and limited the Jaguars to a season-low 226 yards. You can see some of the hits starting to catch up with Gardner Minshew. Tough loss for the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. I thought they had the Saints there late in that game, but they end up in the fourth quarter giving up the touchdown. They lose 13-6. Minshew, 163 yards, the interception. The real story, though, how about the play of Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy, two clubs, 240 yards, a touchdown. He sacked three times, and the Saints are undefeated without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater is 4-0. and as the starting quarterback in the year of the backup. Kyle Allen beats the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Teddy Bridgewater beats the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this New Orleans team is a top-five team in the NFL right now without Drew Brees. And the latest report is Brees could be back as early as week eight, two weeks from now, uh, to come back. And if Drew Brees can get back to the level that we expect out of him, I think the New Orleans Saints, right behind New England, maybe even with New England, should be the favorites to win the Super Bowl. The Niners are in there too, but New Orleans, they have it on the defensive side. You saw them on Sunday against Jacksonville just just absolutely wrap up that Jaguars offense. They they got after Gardner Minshew. They sacked him twice. They hit him a bunch more than that. They held Leonard Fournette to just 72 yards rushing after he'd put together three or four really solid weeks. Uh, Sean Payton's offense finally has a defense. They showed that on Sunday. Uh, and the rest of the NFL should be looking at New Orleans wondering whether or not that's a team that, 
They're going to have they're going to have to contend with them, but it's a team they're gonna have to go into the Superdome and beat once again. Four. Hey everyone, this is Scott Inez. The number four trending story today is your Orlando Magic. The Magic went 0-2 over the weekend of the preseason with a loss to the Celtics on Friday. Another loss to the Philadelphia 76ers last night, 127-94. Former Sixer Markel Fultz had his best preseason game so far. He scored 12 points with five assists. The Magic finished the preseason Thursday against the Miami Heat. Yeah, the Magic do finish the preseason coming up a little later this week. Uh, Scott and S and I talked about this earlier today. I I agree with Scotty. I've seen all I've needed to see from Markel Fultz. The shooting numbers aren't there, but I think that he has shown that he can be a contributing factor to this Orlando Magic team even without the shot. We saw it last night when the Magic lost to the Sixers. Markel Fultz gets a takeaway, goes down to the other side, a little behind the back pass to Aaron Gordon, and it turns into a dunk. The assist numbers have been impressive from Markel Fultz, even without the shots falling. So uh, I've seen enough from him. Uh, Mo Bamba seems to be playing with a much better motor than he did last year. He's playing hungry. Uh, that team last night played without Evan Fournier, without Terrence Ross, without Nick Vucevic. Hopefully those guys get healthy and get back in time for the season to start. I don't think there's any concern there. And that is my big question about the Magic, because everybody was healthy last year. You made it as the seventh seed, 42-40 and 40, uh, in the uh, Eastern Conference. Are they going to be as healthy this year? And I think every Magic fan just shook their head saying no, because that's usually what happens in the NBA. These things are cyclical. When you have a good injury year, like the Magic did last year, you're just as likely to have a bad injury year the next year, like the Magic two seasons ago. So if they do lose somebody, that's when Markel Fultz gets more and more important, because that's a guy you're going to have to look at coming off the bench and hope that he can help you. Five. Taco is on a two-way. The Boston Celtics have converted 7'6 rookie Taco Falls deal to a two-way contract. This will allow him to spend 45 days in the NBA this season. Taco was competing for one of the final spots on the Celtics NBA roster, but will now split his time between the NBA and the Celtics G League affiliate, the main Red Claws. The two-way contract will allow him to make approximately $350,000 if his NBA team brings him up for the full 45-day allotment. So Taco Fall gets a two-way contract. Uh, by the way, that's seen Friday night at the Amway Center where Brad Stevens held Taco Fall out of that game until basically the last moment was unbelievable. The We Want Taco chance. The guy is turning into an absolute legend there in Boston. And as a Magic fan, someone who covers the team, I have to say I'm bummed that he's not playing here in Orlando. But I'm proud for Taco, the UCF alum, a guy that we watched grow up right here in the backyard to get a two-way contract because... I didn't think he was going to be on an NBA roster a year ago at this time. And heck, two years ago, I didn't even think that he'd be someone that we would talk about as a potential pro at all. But he has changed his game. He's gotten quicker. His feet are better. His defense has improved. He's able to recover when guys beat him on the dribble. And now he's going to get a chance to play in an NBA uh, in an NBA system at least for 45 days, be with Brad Stevens, one of the best coaches in the NBA, be with that developmental team, and go to... Uh, Maine and play with the Red Claws. Um, if you don't know, I, I'm the play-by-play -play voice for the Lakeland Magic. If you want to go watch Taco, and I expect he will be there in Maine late in uh, late in the season, uh, go check out LakelandMagic.com for the dates. I believe it's February 24th and 25th. The Maine Red Claws are at the Lakeland Magic, and I expect UCF fans to come out loud and proud for that game. Six. Hey, it's Sam Albuquerque from the Fan Zone. Your number six trending story is Nikki Football's Super Bowl pick. It sucked. The Falcons just lost to the Cardinals, and the Steelers have a guy named Duck Hodges playing quarterback. And after six weeks, Nick's Super Bowl picks are a combined 
three and nine. Good job, Nikki. I asked Sam to put together a trending story, and uh, that's what he sent me. So thank you, Sam. Uh, you can listen to the Fan Zone Saturday mornings. Says I don't, I don't care when. Um, yeah, my Super Bowl pick is toast already. Uh, the Steelers won a game last night with a dude named Duck Hodges. Uh, I didn't know much about him other than that he is like a champion duck caller. Uh, and they gave up 17 unanswered points, basically, in the second half last night and almost lost that game. The Steelers aren't going anywhere. They're going to miss the playoffs, which makes the trading of a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick really curious because I think that's going to be a top 10 to 12 pick, but okay. Uh, and on the other side, the Atlanta Falcons are 1-5. and five. Dan Quinn is going to get fired at some point in time. It is a matter of when, not if. And the only if in the question is if they're going to do it during the season. Matt Ryan, that offense, are putting up numbers, but the defense that Dan Quinn has taken over has been atrocious this year. And I know Keanu Neal uh, is is out for the season with an Achilles tear. Uh, once again, for another season, uh, my Super Bowl pick is basically dead on arrival. Last year, the Vikings didn't make the playoffs. The Chargers did, lost to the Patriots. And the year before, I think I had the Seahawks, and they missed the playoffs too. So if you want to see a team to have a bad season, just let me pick them to make it make it to the Super Bowl. That is the Yingling Six Pack, our six pack of trending stories here on live, local, and loud. It's brought to you by our friends at Yingling Fremont Gaming at Victory Casino Cruises. Thanks to Tony, Kyle, Kevin, Scotty, Chase, and Sam for putting those together. No Jerry, no CC here. Monday edition of Live, Local, and Loud in the VictoryCasinoCruises.com studios. You want to get in touch, you can. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text on the Grill Seafood text line, 21232. That is 21232. Coming up in 15 minutes, the NLCS Game 3 in Washington. Nationals lead that series two games to none. Uh, let me get to this because watching the NFL on Sunday, I'm much more of an NFL guy than I'm a college guy. I love the NFL. Maybe for college, it's just because there's too many teams. Because I know I can sit on my couch on an NFL Sunday and pretty much watch every team that matters. Not going to lie to you. Didn't watch a ton of Dolphins, Redskins on Sunday. But I watched a ton of the games that mattered. I watched the Saints-Jaguars game. Matters to me locally, at least. Watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in London early in the morning uh, lose to the Carolina Panthers. Caught the Sunday night game, though both those teams don't seem to matter much either. But you get a chance to watch pretty much every game that matters. In a college football season, it's hard to know. But watching the games on Sunday, here's what I can tell you. There were a lot of tough conversations had on Sunday about quarterbacks. And in an era where it feels like it is easier to play the position of quarterback than ever. Because we have all these offensive geniuses, all of these quarterback gurus. And it's hit or miss, I understand. I mean, last year it looked like Matt Nagy was an absolute genius for what he did with Mitch Trubisky. And early this season it wasn't quite working. Look at Sean McVay and Jared Goff. This thing comes and goes. And you got to have a curveball to go with the fastball, if you know what I mean. But I think there were some very tough conversations had yesterday about starting quarterbacks. Four guys, in my estimation, lost their jobs on Sunday. I've talked plenty about Jameis Winston. Jameis threw five interceptions. He had a fumble. I won't belabor this. I talked about it during the six-pack. Scott and I talked about it all day, basically, with Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston, the last four weeks prior to Sunday, 10 touchdown passes, two interceptions. Jameis Winston is that person who can only hold the crazy in long enough when they're dating somebody. You know, you go on a first date, you meet somebody online or at a bar or whatever, and you're just trying to show them the best version of you. Jameis Winston can do that for about a month. And then he has to let the crazy out. Jameis Winston, 10 touchdowns, two picks, four games. The Bucks go two and two, and then boom. Five interceptions and one fumble. 
six turnovers. And by the way, for Jameis Winston, 17 of his 60 career starts, he has multiple interceptions. He only has 25-0 interception games. The guy is a walking, talking turnover. He's got 10 games left in his fifth-year option. During that plane ride, Jason Light and Bruce Arians, I don't know when they had the conversation. I'm not sure if they whispered or they yelled or whatever, but they had to have this conversation, which was, we got to move on. You have to move on. So that's one guy that I think lost his job. The other guy is Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, who was taken to the second pick in the 2015 draft. Mariota started 1-7 of seven in that game. When you bench a guy like Marcus Mariota, who has yet to throw for 200, to throw for 250 yards in a game this year for more than 250 yards. And as I said, the pass-happy, number-crunching NFL. Jameis Winston threw, six inter- threw five interceptions, still threw for 400 yards. Marcus Mariota is just, he's a check-down Charlie. Right now, Gardner Minshew, better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Gardner Minshew gives the Jaguars offense more than Marcus Mariota does. One guy taken in the, second, in the sixth round, the other guy taken in the second round. He's a career backup. That's what he is. And at some point, Mike Vrabel is going to have the tough conversation that is, we have to move on. Next guy, he wasn't at the game on Sunday. He didn't play on Sunday. But I think that the Carolina Panthers will decide that it's time to move on from Cam Newton. And I think Sunday is the kind of day where you do that. Where Kyle Allen, next to a number one pick in the NFL draft, looked like the better quarterback. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. And Kyle Allen has gone four games now without a turnover. Something Cam Newton struggled with, too. Four games without interception. And he's won all four. The Carolina Panthers are 4-2. and two. They're tied for first place. I'm sorry, they're in second place in the NFC South. And Cam Newton is getting old. He's injury prone. And he's expensive. Final guy. When you bench Josh Rosen, when your team's down 17-3 in a, team, in a season where you are tanking, Josh Rosen may be the starter next, next week for the Miami Dolphins, but as he has been saying, I feel like I'm trying out for the team. Brian Flores, Chris Greer, the Miami Dolphins, they're looking at Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovoyola, Justin Herbert, Josh Rosen, when you are benched for a team that is actively trying to lose, they made that decision yesterday. Hey, he's going to start for us and take hits the rest of the year, but Josh Rosen next year is going to be on his third team in as many seasons. That's going to do it for us here on Live, Local, and Loud. Coming up next, we have um, the NLCS. we got some baseball for you here. The St. Louis Cardinals and the uh, the Washington Nationals. Nationals lead that series two games to none after two stellar pitching uh, outings from uh, from Nationals pitchers, from Max Scherzer, who was outstanding, and Annabelle Sanchez. Both of them took no hitters into the seventh inning. So we'll see whether or not the Cardinals can bounce back in this one. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow, a doubleheader for you here on ESPN 580. The Yankees and the Astros and Game 4, Cardinals-Nationals. Will that be an elimination game? We'll find out. That's all coming up next right here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Thanks for joining us. We'll be, back to, we'll be back on Wednesday here on Live Local and Loud. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.